0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The new North Loop Clinic and Pharmacy is now open. The clinic features family medicine, dermatology, allergy, women's health, acupuncture, and chiropractic care. For appointments, call 612 873 6963. More at hcmc.org/North Loop.
2: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Necris Heidi Noel. And I'm Derek Noel. And so welcome back. We have our love panel. So first, before we get started, let me just sort of give you a little bit of my background, just in case you don't know or don't remember. I run a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois, where we do everything from – individual therapy, relationship coping, um, medication management, and just overall life management stuff here. So, Darren, what do you do?
3: My background is in corporate America. And here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on resume consults, life coaching, and mock interviews.
2: Absolutely. So we have our panel of love experts tonight. So tonight you don't just get Darren and I. You get, like, four love experts, meaning they're in the trenches of, like, making it happen or not making it happen, whatever ends you. Whatever end you find yourself on, we've got someone on the panel that's in between the lines there for you. So we've got some questions here, but definitely if you have questions for us tonight, call in to 323 693 3835. Again, 323 693 3835. And um, if you do have a question, don't forget to press the, the number two key, is yep. it? And then it will give us a question mark on the left hand of our screen, and we will identify you by the last four numbers of your telephone number. Um, so, Darren. Yeah, let's
3: introduce our panel, okay? First off, we have Jason back from last week, so welcome back, Jason. Jason, by popular demand. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And just a reminder, Jason's 42 years old. He's an administration advisor, admissions advisor. He's also single, okay? We also have Renee. She is 53 years old. She's a financial analyst, and she is married, okay? So she's the married one on the panel, okay? We also have Mike. He's 40 years old. He's an engineer and single. And we have V. She is 44 years old, a loan officer, and she's also single. Okay? So welcome, everybody, to the panel. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. So I'm just probably going to break into the questions since we have our experts here, and we've got so many questions to go through and not a lot of time. So I'm just going to read out the questions and you guys jump in where you're ready to jump in. Let me say this, though, before we get started. Our advice with caution, it's like when I put in the directions on my phone, I don't just follow it blindly. If I feel like I'm getting lost, I just kind of go the way that I know. So if you're hearing information tonight, remember that when we get questions from people, we don't know the full story, the full background, what's going on with you guys. So if if there's something we're not answering correctly, in your opinion, or you need more detail, then call the office. We'll be glad to set you up with a clinician that can help you find your way. Absolutely,
3: absolutely.
2: So first question, let me just say why the first question is so interesting, because I hear so many people saying that they're comfortable with their bodies, they're comfortable in their own skin, they're open to love, and then you start dating and then you have to sort of count on fingers and toes how many people you have loved, and that could be an issue. But let's read the question. It says, I'm 30 years old and starting a fresh new life. In the past, I was pretty open sexually and didn't have a problem being intimate with many partners. I want to be honest with my current boyfriend, but I'm not sure if I should tell him how many sexual partners I have had in the past, especially since I'm starting a new chapter in my life. What does the panel suggest that I do? Okay, I'll go last. So, who wants to start first with that question? I'll start. All right, go okay. ahead. Mike. Don't, tell. <laughs> Don't tell.
4: Don't tell. Okay. Because there is a there is a uh, double standard to that. Okay. So. I mean, you you get you just have to don't tell like
3: <laughs> okay. That's because she's a woman. Yes, yeah. uh, uh,
4: yeah. uh because there is a double standard between men and women. Well, there is a double standard between the two. Uh, okay. Example. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else have anything
1: on that? Hey, I agree with. You. I, as a female. Um, I feel that honesty is always the best policy. I would never ask anyone how many partners they had, so I don't even know if it should be a conversation that comes up, but
3: if it does, I would tell the truth. Okay. Okay. that you have anything to add on that?
0: I would agree with Mike. I, I don't think that there has to be an in-depth, you know, discussion about it, um, because that can change a person's opinion, mm-hmm. you know. However,
2: with that being said, make sure you get yourself checked Uh and make sure that you're healthy. Right. Okay. Jason, any comments? Yeah, I
5: agree with everything that's been said. Uh, To kind of feed off of what Mike said, no matter what number you give, if if the woman said two, two, (laughs) it's never, you know, unless she's a virgin, it's never a (laughs) good answer. It's never a good answer? Exactly. Also, that being said, I agree with V. You should definitely be honest. Mm -hmm. So if it comes up, if he asks you, either don't answer the question, you don't feel comfortable answering it, or answer it honest. Okay. And that choice is yours.
2: So when I do urine drug screens at the office and people refuse, I automatically think they're dirty. So if someone says I'm not going to answer that question, I automatically think you have 50 sex partners even if it's five, I mean, that's just who I am. I think the second thing is if you lie, you will get found out. How do I know? You don't know who people know. I went to my husband's 25th um, high school reunion and bumped into a homegirl. We were hugging, hey, what's up, clapping hands, everything. So let's say you don't tell the truth, and then you bump into some dude, and he's in the restroom with your guy. He's like, you know, I hit that. You liking that? <laughs> and it comes up. And then you told him, oh, just one guy, but it was, you know, I I didn't want to or whatever. It's going to come out. So if it's 50 people, I mean, I might divide by 10 and just be like, you know, roughly, (laughs) you know, roughly a few. Or I might say, you know, tell me why you want to know, but I still think it's going to come out. So I feel like let it be known. And I cannot tell you the amount of times I've gotten inboxes on my Facebook about, oh, I went to high school with your husband, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so. I feel like if you don't tell, it will eventually come out. And now not only do you look kind of skanky because of the double standard, now you look like a liar. Now you didn't tell me that you did everybody on the West Coast, and now I'm at a party and I find out that you did. So I say, you know, do the Kim K thing. Just tell the truth. I've been with all of the Lakers.
3: <laughs> so to your point, though, if you're honest, and the person, okay, I can deal with that. Right. At least you're being honest with me. I asked the question, you, answer, you chose to answer the question, you answered it honestly, we can go ahead and move on. Right. Versus If they don't tell the truth when you ask the question. Right. Now, not only did you not tell me the truth and you had multiple points, there's two things going against the person
2: at that point. Absolutely. I think the other thing is, Jason made a very good point, if you're not a virgin, we know you had at least one partner, right? Sure. And then past a certain age, I mean, not that everybody's out there, right. but people come with references. I mean, you right. had to have some past relationships. You right. just. I'm just showing up. I mean, that, what's the movie where the girl is a virgin and she's letting them pile up and whisper? her? What is that movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. That's like the one girl <laughs> on the planet that's like independent tennis. Everybody else, you kind of know people are coming with references. So that's just my opinion. Good question. Um, so the second question says, I've been married and divorced three times. I really just think I've been picking the wrong people. Any suggestions on the best way for me to pick a mate? Mm. Anybody? Do exactly opposite of what
1: you've been doing. Okay. I mean, it, sometimes we go with what's comfortable and mm-hmm. not what's always the right thing. And so mm-hmm. whatever you've been doing, if you he's tall, try short, you know, if he's, you know, college educated, try high school educated. Just try something different because you're going to something that's probably not right for you. Okay.
5: Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Interesting book I read, irritating the ones you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, The title may sound a little off putting, but to make a long story short, the book, one of the principles or concepts in the book is that we all have a tendency to date and pattern. And typically, there are similarities that you may not be aware of between the people that you are dating. Sure. Given that you've been divorced a number of times, there may be some pattern that is consistent that you're unaware of beyond just how they look, how they are, how they interact with you, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I would strongly suggest taking some time really to review kind of your past relationships, Mm -hmm. why they didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But also, can you see any patterns of similarity? Mm -hmm. And and the idea would be to avoid those patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So similar to what B said, to do something different.
3: recommend that they would see somebody, maybe see a counselor and say, okay, because you talk about three different marriages, not three just dating, but three commitments at the altar, the family, the mom and daddy came there, the I do, so you, three times you made a commitment that this is going to be a lifelong part and that didn't work out, We may need to get some help because you may not be able to, like you talked about, this, you may not be able to see what the patterns, you know what, I need to talk to somebody, can you help me see where, where I'm missing, where am I going wrong? Because I don't want to have another fourth divorce. I want to. The next time I get with somebody, I want to be successful. So I may need to get some help.
2: Yeah, here's what I'm going to say. Four window panes, right? Things you know about yourself that everybody knows. Things you know about yourself that nobody knows. Things that other people know about you, and then there's that stuff that you don't know and nobody else may know. So I suggest you go around and figure out. Interview people that know you very well and ask them, What's, what is, what am I like? How would you describe me? If you were given some um, things about me out there, what would you say, number one? Number two, are you the right person? Are you dating through your weaknesses? Maybe your mom called you ugly, so you, you're always thinking something's wrong, so you have low self-esteem, so that comes through when you're dating. Um, number two, okay, this is going to sound rude. Stop dating for a solid year. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Cause you're making mistakes, like left and right. And each relationship leaves us with positives, but each relationship leaves us with negatives. And if you're broken going into your fourth marriage, it's gonna end. Just simply, it's gonna end. The other thing is, you may be the marrying type. I'm a I'm a church girl, so when my pastor calls for us to come down to the altar to join the church, I joined every like every week for like ten years. And one day, dude was like, "Listen, you gave your life to the Lord. Sit down." Um, and maybe you're the type. I had a friend that every guy she was dating, I'm gonna marry him next week. Um, this is the guy. Um, this is the one. I, I knew it when I first saw him in the room. I knew it when I saw him at the club. I knew it when I saw him at the bar, wherever you met him. You may be the Marion type. man, you just really want to be in love, and that's blinding you. So read the book Irritating the Ones You Love. Stop dating for a year. This is the hardest thing. When I tell people to stop dating for a year, it makes them want to choke. But stop dating for a year. Slow down so you can speed up and get yourself right. That would be my thought. Let me ask
3: you a follow-up question. Talk about talking to people who know you about what they may see in you that you may not be aware of. In that situation with the three divorces, would you recommend them talking to a friend of the opposite sex or friends of the same gender, if it makes makes a difference or not?
2: Just non-liars, just our friends that are going to tell you the truth. I don't know if gender matters because, like, maybe your mom can see your love pattern and you can't. Maybe a guy will. But, I mean, but I feel like, there's something wrong, not necessarily with you, but the way that you're picking people. And then if – now, I'm I'm old-fashioned. If you're the female and you're picking the man, that's part of the problem. Like, if you're pursuing him, it may be that he really didn't want you, but he said yes because, he, you know, he's looking for other options, but he'll get with you while while he finds the right option. Sure. So absolutely. anybody want to piggyback anything on that? Okay. Um, okay, next question. Suddenly my husband has started to be distant from me, taking secret calls.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Locking his phone. I think these are signs of cheating, but when I ask, he says no. Is there a way to figure out the truth without interrogating him? My answer is real quick <laughs> private investigator. Um, if you think Fred is cheating, he's probably cheating. That's just my opinion. I don't think people are usually wrong about that unless you're generally paranoid. I think if you have a gut, usually my gut is right about this kind of stuff. So if your gut is right about it, trust your gut. But if you need extra evidence, private eye, private eye. And I I would tell anybody that's worked the fee, get your pictures and move on. Okay. Darren, any thoughts? You know,
3: I, to me that I do believe that is a red a red flag where you can't access a person's phone or anything like that, especially your know, marriage search, they you know, what's the problem?
2: What if they work for the CIA? Let me just say this if no, you they' you're operative yeah, I don't know that. What's their dad do for a living? What's their dad do? That's true. I don't know. So do you know what I'm talking about. That. That? So maybe they work for the FBI or the CIA. I mean, it could be possible.
3: Okay. What well, if they just have McDonald's?
2: You know, they <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. Anybody saying, think that he's, like, protecting his HIPAA stuff or something? Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's protecting you know, his, his certain. Right. he's probably consults the president. Right. Now, let me just say this. If if this is happening, suddenly something's going on. Right. Go ahead. Jason.
5: I would agree with that. If it's happening suddenly, something may be going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, him having his phone locked, I just had a very interesting debate with four other men about this. Um, some men are different with other men than they are with women, right? So a group of men may have a group chat where they're discussing things, they're using certain language that they would never use around their significant other. Um, hint, they lock their phone. They don't want you going through their phone, group chat, whatever. That being said, I do believe in hunches and gut film mm-hmm. I do believe that you should investigate them as you see necessary or see fit. But that being said, don't just take the sign of him locking his phone as a definitive sign that he's cheating.
2: a <laughs> private <Harvard laughs> investigator. I, I mean, I sort of feel like Suddenly locking your phone, I mean, this is a sign that something has changed. Jason is right. It may not be cheating. Maybe he just got a bad diagnosis and he doesn't want you to find out. I don't know. But it it at least warrants a conversation to find out what's going on. On the other hand, I feel like I am not a private eye, so I never search my husband's phone, although I know his lock code. Do you know what I mean? I don't search the phone because I feel like if I, if I have to resort to searching, I've already got an issue, and I don't want to say through that kind of an issue. That's my feeling about searching, searching phones. If I've got to search, we already have a problem. So there, should, should men unlock their phones? I, I'll say this, especially in marriage, I don't have a
3: problem with, with my wife going through my phone. I have nothing to hide. You know, here's my passwords, my phone access. Anytime you can go through it, ain't, I, there's nothing to hide. There's nothing that I'm doing that you cannot be aware of. But I don't like you on
2: my Facebook.
3: But so I'll get in there anyway.
2: Right, I don't like it, though. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, so there are certain things I feel like are private. I yeah. feel like my Facebook is no. private. No. My girls might be wanting to send me something about what's going on. I'm going what? to scroll
3: through this to make sure. Okay,
2: side note to my friend girls. If you're sending me some some inappropriate stuff. I'm going to find out. Right, right, right. Okay, all right, I'm moving up after yeah. that. Okay, next question says, I have stayed with my wife after she has admitted to an affair. However, I don't trust her. More than that, I'm disgusted with her and I can't seem to get over it. Even though I love her, I'm having trouble staying in the moment with her. Any suggestions on how to move past this issue? I would say counseling. Mm -hmm. Counseling because
0: if he can't seem to get past it, there's more to it, Mm -hmm. and maybe you need outside intervention to get the conversation started. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say that would be the the most appropriate action right. because um, forgiveness is a real huge portion of this. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot find a way to forgive, maybe you might need some help mm-hmm. in getting
5: to forgiveness. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Good,
0: Good
5: stuff, yeah. yeah. Anybody else? I agree. Okay. Counselor, I don't see... I know a lot of men... And a significant number of them would have difficulties with that. Yeah. So that's definitely a situation where I'll agree. Once you speak out,
0: yeah,
3: it's
5: not an easy situation to deal with. You know,
3: like you mentioned, see their counseling because, like you said, it could be something else deeper into that, and maybe it's something. You know, I just can't get past this. You know, even though I can forgive her, but I, I don't, I can't build all that loving, trusted feeling back. I can forgive you, but I can't forget. I can't get back to that. You're the one I want to come home to at nighttime. You're the one I always want to be with, the love of my wife, the love of my life. I can't get back to that situation,
4: and that may be the case. Yeah. But also, I mean, um, I, I would just, well, wrong well, was well, not been built in a day. However, when it was built, it it only takes a second because I died in my mind to destroy it. Right. Sure. And so when, when, and so when, and so when, and, and so when when it's been destroyed, it's harder to bring it back. Mm-hmm. And so when and so that's going to take time for it to come back. But, yes. So 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 and so she's got she your 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 wife is going. I mean your wife, your girl is going to. Have to put some time in it, and you know, for it to build back, 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 because it didn't go go down by itself, and you're trying to build it back yourself. It's not going work. Work It's going to take the both but you to build it back. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah,
2: absolutely.
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would also say it may not just it may it may not be simply forgiven. right? <laughs> so the woman cheating on him may set off some insecurities that he has. So now all of a sudden, questioning in his mind other things about his own personal security, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so he may choose to engage in other activities to smooth out those insecurities. Right. Mm-hmm. So that being said, it, there could be a number of things that are happening. That It's complex. Absolutely. I strongly suggest counseling.
2: Well, you know I'm going to suggest counseling, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I do. But let me say this that you have to look at your complicity in the affair. What do I mean by that? I think people cheat because they want to cheat. I don't think you can cause a person to cheat, but there are certainly things you can do to set the stage to make it easier. So those insecurities may be the things that probably could have caused or helped to aid in the situation. The other thing is if I've at least 100 men that have favored with their wives after affairs tell me, Dr. Rock, and I cannot have sex with her. When I look at her and I realize somebody else was, was inside of my wife, I can't manage that situation. And so that's a big deal. And a lot of times men get caught up in the situation of, then I'm going to go cheat to prove a point to her. I can let, I can, I'll let you know that somebody thinks that what you thought was nothing is something. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. I think the other thing is not looking like a punk. Women a lot of times say, "Oh, my man cheated or whatever." But if a man tells his group of guys that his wife cheated and he stayed, and mm-hmm. he stayed, it'll never be another barbecue where he won't get ridiculed. I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what I'm thinking. I, I don't see, I don't see. Jason, that's <laughs> <safe laughs> for real. If you, you tell your guys at the workout center, you will get joked on. You're, yeah. I mean, because your man, you know, because
4: your man's around your boys is done.
3: Tell your boys. (laughs) But
2: but here's the issue, though. Then what do they do with that? So, yes, you do therapy, but then the other thing that always happens is people say to me, Dr. Wong, that's one hour a week. Who do I talk to when I'm not there?
3: Get a diary, Mm -hmm. write it down. But But I would caution about getting other people involved in the situation. Yeah. Too many people are. Let me go tell my best friend. Tell it, that, Please don't that?
2: tell your mama. Exactly. Tell your mama. because <laughs> Thanksgiving
3: you to do, me be awkward. Because if you do get back together, and you do mend that relationship, not everybody else feels funny about it. And They know that it's inside information. But, like, anything else goes in the future, five, down the year, five years down the road, remember she cheated on you. You know, that can always mm-hmm. constantly bring it up. So don't go telling everybody about the situation.
2: That's what I call the relationship bubble, like you protect your bubble, you your, you, and your spouse or partner from drama by not letting everybody know. You can forgive, mm-hmm. but it's harder for, to forgive when there's an audience that understands a bigger situation than what you need them to know. I mean, so I think you have to get some therapy with that. Ask yourself, why did you stay? You obviously love her because you stayed. You had an opportunity to leave and you didn't. Um, is she a serial cheater or was that like, did she slip and bump her head? I mean... Right. Penises don't fall into your wife, but how did that happen? How did that occur That this situation went down? So just I,
3: I, I, go back to your boys. Don't tell your boys. Because most of the time when you go with a bunch of guys, somebody is a dog, right? One right. of your friends is a dog. Right. And he finds out your wife is a cheater. He's he about to get market. some of that.
2: <laughs> He's <clears throat> Y'all at the
5: barbecue. she right. went to get some iced tea, all of a sudden
2: your boys get the iced
3: tea where what are you going? And then <laughs> the, don't the question the becomes, are you not good
2: in bed, right? That's a general question. Because that's, that's the only reason she could have cheated, right? That's what people think. You have to be careful about that. But pick up a book called After the Affair. I, the author just escaped my head, but... Um, pick up a book called After the Affair. If you email me, because you did email me this question, then I can back up email you the author of a book. But The name of the book is After the Affair. So um, next question. So I often think orgasms with my husband. I'm just not satisfied, but I don't want to break his ego. How do I tell him how I feel without causing more issues than it's worth? Any thoughts on that?
5: Sure. My first question would be, why do you want to tell him? So if if your desire is to improve sexual relations, then just improve sexual relations and go Mm -hmm. down that path. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily focus on the negative. I would try to focus on the positive. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's your overall objective is to improve your sex life. That makes a lot of sense. I I had not thought about that. It's a very good way of looking
4: at it. Very good way of looking at
0: it. Anybody else? I would say gently with compassion. And it's, um, basically, you can guide him into what you like. Mm-hmm. You know that way, it's not necessarily a hard sell. It's kind of something gentle, mm-hmm. and it's not ego bruising. It's just saying, Hey, can we try this? I really like. It. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. So, yes, and for me, I would love for a woman to say yes. This is what I want. Do. <laughs> do it just like this, right there. Yes, yes. So both men will be okay. <laughs>
1: Any other thoughts? I agree. You just uh, just tell them what to do, and usually they follow along with direction. So you don't necessarily have to say, "Oh, you know, I just I can't be faking." <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: So would you say with that face, be I've been faking? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, yeah. You don't want to be that honest. Right.
1: Definitely. Uh, let them
3: know which route to go, and, and I'm sure they'll oblige. I do, I do think you have to take in mind the self-image of your husband, you know what I mean, because every every male is different, right? They said yeah, I don't mind you telling me. Some guys like, I don't want to be, you know, that, that, you just just by telling them that could bruise their ego, that I need to be told. So you have to keep in mind what we're saying and know your specific situation with your husband, his self-image, the time, you know, what else is going on in his life? You know, he had a struggle at work, getting the emotions at work, so he's getting slapped around there, then you want going to slap down there. So kinda of keep in mind all these things when you have these type of conversations.
2: I'm laughing, but look, stop faking, girl. Look. <laughs> um, stop all that faking. If you're not being satisfied, I I don't do faking. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Don't do it. don't fake. I wouldn't here's the thing. I'm a I'm a talker. I say, say, hey, can we talk for a second? And I know that people say men hate to hear that. But the bottom line is during sex, don't say this ain't working. I mean, that's a bad move. But I would say I agree with um, what Renee was saying. If you have a way to sort of gently through the back door approach, say, let's try position 42 or I've got this book we could look at, right? If that works, that works. But you're going to have to figure out what's going to work for your spouse. But if you've been faking for a long time and he has no idea, if every time you just explode five minutes in, how is he supposed to know you know, that that's a concern. So I have to question you, how, many, how long are you going to fake before you actually do something to rectify the situation? That's kind of the way I look at it. And I think
3: you owe it to one another, right, because you're in a marriage situation. You want it to be the best, okay, and you owe it to each other to have that kind of truth uh, with grace, right, truth with grace, have that kind of conversation because you want to improve that situation because the intimacy of the marriage relationship is vital to the marriage relationship sustaining Right, because if you're constantly saying you're not getting your needs met, you got to get not getting your needs met, guess what? You're going to possibly end up looking to get your needs met somewhere else. Right. But I, I'm assuming that's not what you want. Right. Okay.
2: Right. So Absolutely. you need to have
3: that type of conversation right. with your spouse. Absolutely.
2: But well, there's there's hot two videos on YouTube these days. I mean, it's all kind of crazy. They got anything on, on YouTube. Right. 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 Um, any other comments on that? All right. Do men fake orgasms? That's the next question. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> if, if if the sex isn't good, or if you you're not on it, or you you're in, I mean you 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 are involved in in some in a in a in a something that that you like. uh Oh, it's too late to turn that back now. Now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you or you you, you know you. If you do do what you need to do, I mean, you do what you need to do, and if it feels like you're not feeling anything, then, you know, two minutes, you know, I check you know, the clock over there, get it done, and keep moving. <laughs> okay. Said yes, yes. Yeah, so Mike says yes with a detailed yes. Okay, no, no. Anybody else, the men fake orgasms?
2: I don't
5: know about the faking orgasms. Uh, have I ever lied? yet? I lied
2: to um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, under what there,
5: circumstances? There are situations where, and I just, yeah, there are situations where men may not have a look at it. And it may not be specific to the woman. Sure. Okay. Uh, this woman I was in a long relationship with, first time we met, it, it seemed like it was going on forever. Like, I'm sorry. That night it went on forever and ever, and no orgasm ever took place. I didn't lie to her, but that being said, uh, sometimes you just don't have an orgasm. And the other person, you know, your partner, she may really want to please you, or she may, you may know she's going to internalize that.
2: So then you cover think, it up to protect the ego? Okay.
3: That's, that's a good point. I mean, just like we talked about the last question about the – Wife not wanting to bruise the husband's ego, the husband in the same situation don't want to bruise his wife's ego. Because like you mentioned, it could be nothing necessarily to do with the wife. It could be thinking about something else, stress at work. Nothing to do with the individual act not being pleasing or, or pleasing. It's just something else is going on, you know, for whatever the case may be. But in that situation, um, you still want to have a, if, if, if a situation where she's asking you the truth, hey, I would be honest about it right? You know, she asked you playing, you're going to be honest about it. But if, if a situation where you're concerned, where you're not getting, your
4: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumba casino.com.
0: It's my
2: little escape.
4: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
4: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>